With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, with more Michael Harmon, it's Jason Smith. Lots Welcome more inside. of me all the time. It's Mike Harmon. Get the name right <laughs> as we get here in the Geico studio. We've got Zlatan. You are we got LAFC. Dish. I got to watch some baseball today and Mike Trout. Making people know who he is, one handshake, one autograph at a time. No, people know who Mike Trout is. Said, leave me alone, Rob Manford. Look at me. I'm out Look, with the There's nobody who doesn't flesh know who he people. is. There's nobody who doesn't know that. It's just, you know, they don't love him like people Never should love of. him. Like Chris Bruce him, him say, showing up. Him showing up in a, a commercial is going to be the thing that puts no, it over. I'm, I'm just, Rob no. Manfred could go back to worrying about pace of play. Hey, look, he should worry about who owns the Mets and 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 figuring something out there. No, well, no, because then if he fixes it, we lose our TV show. <laughs> this is true, and well, you know, hey, to be quite honest, so totally Mets has done gangbusters yes, for us has. the last couple of days. We've had episodes, a new show here on Fox Sports Radio on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And uh, we've 
it's been phenomenal. It's a new. It, it's a show that helps you feel good about your team because at least the team you root for is not the Mets. This is true. Now here's the next step. That's always the mark of a successful show that it spawns a spinoff. And in a couple of minutes, we're gonna have the first spinoff of so totally Jets. There's a hundred. We're gonna. I mean, we're gonna have a full twenty-four hour network before it's all done. We're gonna have the show that leads into so totally Jets. Yeah, and they're all gonna become YouTube sensations. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, it'll be awesome. But first, I need to say this. I'm not panicked. I really am. I am not at all panicked, but I am. I'm fine. Well, you're not going seven and nine. I can tell you that. There are 256 draft picks in the National Football yes. League. 254 of them are signed. Yes. Two of them aren't. One of them is Sam Darnold. Well, he just wants to be special. I'm fine. And now he's, it's going to be like a Highlander situation. Those last two guys are going to fight. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And look, it's really, maybe it's the curse of this show, because the only two teams that don't have guys signed are my team and your yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> really where it's going. You're hey, shaking in your boots. Jets and Bears got it. I am not ner- I am. My I am guys not America, nervous he's at all. Sweating. Yeah, my guy's not, not supposed to be the face of the franchise. No, no, listen. <laughs> that I'm, guy's he, ready to work, and he's saying all the right thing, and he's telling everybody to kiss his butt, <laughs> and then he's ready to just dominate. Camp opens in like six hours, and no sign of Sammy. Talk sleepless night. I am Absolutely fine. I'm really not. I am. I am. There's no worry. I'm worried a lot. You're freaking not at out. all. Not at all about Sam Darnold not being in camp. And already the papers in New York, the Post, and the <laughs> Daily News. Who's left at the Daily News is ready to write Darnold missing the first day of meetings. Oh, they're all ready. They're all ready. They're poised, hunched over their keyboards, hey, ready to type in. I'm ready to put that story in. It's, I like watching you with your it's your diet gonna coke. Be fine. No, you're shaking. It's going to be fine. It may not be. You're getting it's a bit going to twitchy. be absolutely fine. It's <laughs> going to be fine. We're going to get a live update from a Jets insider coming up in about 15 minutes who's going to tell us everything is fine. He may he's not. He's going to quell your fears. He's going to look, he's going to say, "Listen, all of this is going to work out and it'll be all fine tomorrow, even though it might not be." <laughs> he's going to tell us all of this. He's going to make Maybe me feel fine. Maybe it'll be a midnight Eastern time news dump. Oh, Darnold like is Julio in. Jones. Hanging a Darnold <laughs> helmet up in the locker. Yeah, Sam Darnold is in. He's not in but yet. But that would I'm be saying, saying he's just a guy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> if they did it that come way. Come on, listen. Pageantry, celebration. Listen, Sam full, Darnold. Full band. The road to the Super Bowl starts right now. Sam Darnold's got to sign his contract. Now, according to sources, <laughs> it's nobody's fault. I mean, really. That's Did you put in a request for his pen yet? Listen, that's a, for when he signs. Frostburg could have got me his hat, and he completely chose keeping I'd his job. Ha- I'd rather have the uh, the pen from the contract he signed. No, I could have had Sam Darnold's draft hat. He put it on. He took it off. He did the interview at Fox. Frostburg was there. He could have grabbed the hat. Yeah, I could it, be living on the side of the four hundred five. Yeah, but I would have Sam Darnold's Jets hat. I mean, that would be, I'd visit you on the side of the four hundred five. Jason would have taken care of you. What are you talking? Oh, about? Oh, I would have ruined that hat before I, I gave it to you. <laughs> I live in a van. What happened to this hat? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, really. I mean, but Darnold touched it, Jason. And he wore it. That's the hat he that wore when he got drafted. That is the official draft hat of Sam Darnold. Yes. That was left for me, and then, yeah. Uh, and then, it, what was it, at the end, right, his, his PR agent guy called? Started calling me. Well, why did not you just say, nope, not here, but I know where it's going to be. Then, all of a sudden, I'm wearing the hat, like, on social media. Hey, guess what I got, everybody? Look what Frostburg got me. <laughs> And I tag you on it. Tag at Justin Frostberg at New York you Jets. Would. No, no, you would. You would. At Sam Darnold. At Sam Darnold's agent. At all. Can you track him down? At USC. <laughs> at Heritage Hall. But this also becomes another reality show. The search for Darnold's hat. 
Uh, sure. Like, okay. Because with all that hair, and yeah. he had to sit high. It was it a was, Fred yeah. McGriff. Imagine. Tom Amansky like hat. <laughs> had you given that hat to a girl? Oh, uh, that's next level. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, that would have worked. See this? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold touched this. I have Wade Boggs' pants. No, I have Sam Darnold's hat. I didn't give my hat to another girl. She, they took it off my head. Yeah, but imagine if it was Sam Darnold's hat. You're in New York. Uh, Yeah, that would have been a bit. She could have been a Giants fan, though. Doesn't matter. Uh, It could have been. I am absolutely. Sam Darnold. I'm fine. I'm not And you had a picture of him in your wallet? I'm absolutely. See this guy? Who's that? Is that He's your, my best friend. Who's that? This, this is my nephew. Uh, he plays quarterback for the Jets. He's a thing right, from a guy in there the place. Go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, I'm absolutely fine. I'm really, really not at you're all. You're now twitching like fine. your leg is. It's the Diet Coke. It's what it is. I've had a lot of Diet Coke tonight. Today's been a big Diet Coke Tell day. Tell you, buddy. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about you right now. Been a big Diet Coke day. But Diet Coke! I'm, I'm fine. <sighs> I'm fine. I'm not. I'm absolutely fine. Sam Darnold will be in. He will win the job the first day. Now, I will confirm that Jason is, in fact, he will drinking t- a Diet Coke right now. Now, I did not see him break the seal, so I cannot confirm nor deny that something else has been added to said Diet Coke. Nope, nope, nope. This is but straight, straight Diet Coke. Coke from that bottle. Straight Diet Coke. <laughs> straight Diet Coke. <laughs> Darnold will sign. He'll win the job. He'll grab Tommy Trojan's sword, stab McCown and Whoa. Bridgewater. Through McCown's the heart. a hell of a guy. What are you doing? He's going to be his coach. He's got to win the job. And metaphorically, he's got to win so the job. So we're back to my Highlander. That's idea. what he does. There can be But you know, you got to take his head. Whoa, Brick, you almost killed the guy. <laughs> Low pressure fronts. He does come up Low with the trident. Fronts. Now, that's a whole other level. Low pressure fronts, high systems, high <laughs> systems. Uh, but we'll have more on that coming up in a few minutes. But as I said a few minutes ago, we're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. So Totally Mets has been so successful, it spawned a new show. Now, the show that we lead into So Totally Mets, because every good show, you know, you better when you have a lead-in show now. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. sure. The lead-in show block. to So Totally Mets is That's the Browns. That's our new show. I like that. Sure. We, we have a theme song for That's the Browns? There's 104 <laughs> days of summer vacation, and school comes along just to end it. All right, we'll get, We're already paying them. Let's pay them a little we'll, more. We'll, we'll get a song. Okay, it's one song. So the show hey, is called. Hey, Bully for Soup. Write a different the, song with the. You know, no, that's the lyrics. That's the song for poop. That's <laughs> poop fest. Oh, there we go. That that's that that you know what? That's the show. It's not a song. It's just like one of those TV shows that just has the real quick stinger. And you know the show is starting. That you know, listen, we're not messing around. We're just going to give the stinger. So I would say that's the Browns. Oh, you know. I hate you, all of you. Poop fest. Uh, And then you play that, and then the show starts. So why is That's the Browns a show? What do you want to do first, quarterback or wide receiver? Quarterback or wide receiver? The other other one's just asking. Quarterback? Quarterbacks are a better story, though. All right, right, let's save the quarterback then for a minute. Okay. Uh, First, we had today wide receiver Jarvis Landry in an interview said that the Browns this year yeah. Can score 40 points per game mm-hmm. and win the Super Bowl. Okay. Sure. Jarvis Landry, who catches about 12 passes a game eight for about 50 yeah, yards. Eight yards a catch. Jarvis Landry, they have that much. The Browns haven't had a practice yet, but from what he's seen and what he's heard, they can score 40 points a game and win the Super Bowl. 
let's see, they're eighty to one. You don't even know who the, the starting quarterback is going to be. No, that's be. right. It's a fight between Taylor and eventually Baker Mayfield. We'll get him in a moment. Uh, you got Carlos Hyde and Chubb in the backfield. So there's solid. Uh, Joe Thomas is gone. He's lost seventy pounds and is in the booth. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of him. Uh, Coleman coming back off a serious injury. Josh Gordon. The nebulous statements leading into training camp. We have no idea what any of that means right now. Uh, and, and a lot of people just talking out the sides of their mouths as far as that one goes. Uh, and then, well, Landry, again, as we talked about, averaging his eight to nine yards per catch. He, he'll pile up reception. So your PPR leagues, you're feeling pretty good. Mm. But beyond that, I don't know exactly how they're um, they're finding the – the painted grass. They're so going to win the ship. <laughs> Stop. Nobody wins the ship. They are going to win the ship. Not even them. Look, they're going to be the best team in Cleveland, which is, wow, that's saying something. They're 80 but to 1. 40 po- I mean, Kevin not, Love, yo. You could get the best Madden player in the world to play Madden with the Browns, won't score 40 a game, and win the Super Bowl. Not happening. Back to the Future 4. Not happening. <laughs> but You'll the- be lucky if we don't score 40 on you. You'll be lucky. The The Patriots with Tom Brady don't score 40 points a game. He's the best quarterback in the last 30 years. And he cheats. Hey, 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 and hey. they don't score 40 a game. I mean, really. You know, I was you... feeling really powerful, though. Those but, pictures of him with Giselle when he's off on his vacation, uh, I was feeling like uh, I'm yeah, all swole. TB, yeah, because TB12 got you that. You get you more than that No, picture. but it's longevity. It's not about being swole. Uh, how are you going to score 40 points a game? But that that's only the first part of. That's the Browns. The uh, that's second, pretty good. I like that. the second story. I like that's pretty good. That e- either good that one. or anything Nickelback would work for the Browns. Uh, so the second part is, according to Diana Rossini of ESPN, covers the Browns. Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield have acquired an RV, and they parked it on the premises at Browns Camp. This is not an Onion story. This is real. They acquired an RV. How they acquired it, I don't know. <laughs> like now I'm picturing Baker Mayfield, you know, like like Walter White in the first episode of Breaking Bad. He's got the goggles on in his underwear, and you have Tyrod Taylor is passed out in the back, and he's trying to get the RV to Browns camp. Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield acquired an RV, parked it on the premises for training camp so they can have, wait for it, wait for it, a top secret clubhouse. Only quarterbacks are allowed inside for now. No name yet. And as Diana Rossini said, they won't tell me what goes on inside. What happens in the Browns RV stays in the Browns RV. Say my name. I'm getting an RV, and it's only quarterbacks, and we're 12 years old, and we're at sleepaway camp for the first time. Come on, man. Really? This is awesome. Come on. Yeah, if I was 12, I would think this is really cool. They might Can be watching really some of Kiara videos in there. Am it's I- their own clubhouse. Nobody else gets to come in. Do I have to pass a test to get in? Do I have to know the secret knock? What if what if I'm the no one? No homers that, that, allowed. What well, if we're allowed one? I put the ladder up that goes up to the top of the treehouse. That'd be cool. The password is Miska, Muska, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Nicely done. Dun, well done, dun, Frost. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe that's the theme. For that's the, the Browns. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. The Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's what it's got to be. All right, we figured that out. Oh, that, we figured that, that that's out. That's now an I earworm, like and I'm going to be banging my head against the wall for the rest of the night. So, hey, while you're waiting for the next episode of So Totally Mets, hey, check out That's the Browns. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You know, we did this a little bit last night, but it bears repeating because Kevin Durant absolutely has the biggest rabbit ears in the world and needs to pick his battles. This story, the silliest controversy in the world. Kevin Durant's a guest on C.J. McCollum's podcast the other day. And they go back and forth. Kevin Durant drops a lot of great one-liners on McCollum about how don't worry about the things up top of the of the league and the elite because you guys aren't going to be there. Look, here's a little bit of the back and forth between Durant and McCollum before we get to what's happened in the last few hours. So what do you suggest? I suggest you just just keep playing, man, and don't worry about what goes on at the top of things. <laughs> we were right there at the top of things. We was in third Relax. seed last year, bro. We was right there. We was just slightly below one and two. But then how'd you play? Some unfortunate situations happened in the first round. How'd you play? Some unfortunate circumstances. Like happened. an eight seed. The pull-up podcast, you played like an eight seed. Things started to devolve from there. After the podcast went up, people started going back and forth on social media about it. And C.J. McCollum compared Kevin Durant joining the Warriors to, hey, if people come and beat you up and you should have beat them up and instead of defending your people, you go and join that group. And then you beat up your people yeah, I like mean, your brother. And then Kevin Durant gets mad and says, dude, what are you talking all this crap about me? I just did your bleeping podcast and he actually didn't say bleeping. That was cursed. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this was all on Twitter last night. And we told you, Kevin Durant needs to pick his battles. He needs to realize what's worth fighting in the media and what you can just walk away from. After this controversy raged today, USA basketball practice, he said, all right, all right, all right, you know what? It's not my problem that you guys all don't like what I say. What happened yesterday? Was that all fun or was it? What you thought it was? It seemed a little more serious. Why? It seemed like you were upset. Why me? Why isn't he upset? He doesn't seem to be upset, no. So why am I upset, though? You call it the effing podcast and snake <laughs> But so the I'm the upset one because he responded to something else. Well, it seemed like he was almost saying something about you, and then you responded to that. Yeah, but he didn't have to say something about you. No. Okay, so how, how am I upset? He went first. Exactly. So CJ's not upset, but I am. Maybe he was upset about something else. <laughs> so I'm the upset guy. No, I guess he was upset first. All right, then. I thought you were saying I'm all right, Spider. No, I, I thought you you mutter and stutter it. No, uh, <laughs> look, Kevin Durant really has no self-awareness. He is the upset one. When C.J. McCollum says something about him saying, oh, yeah, I, I think Durant is soft or whatever for going to the Warriors, you pretend like it's not a big deal. You, LeBron James wouldn't even touch that. He would just give you one of those crying emojis, okay, or show the picture of... No, it would be a cryptic tweet. Oh, sure. yeah, or have a picture of a trophy next to it. Or he would ignore it entirely. Or he would say, meet me at Blaze Pizza. That's Blaze Pizza. <laughs> and not show and say, hi, got, got you. Ya. And you got to pay for your pizza because it's not the big day to celebrate me going to the Lakers. But Kevin Durant wants a bit on everything. This is else we said today at USA Basketball. Every time I say something, I go about my business. And when I say something, House of Highlights and Bleacher Report, mash it up and you run with it. As soon as I say something back, I'm the sensitive one. I know you're all trying to make me look crazy and discredit me and strip me of my credibility, but I see what you're doing, but I'm going to still keep standing. Okay, number one, you're not taking a stand against something illegal. You're, you're, not, you're not leading troops into battle, okay? You have decided to respond to someone who criticized you for being soft on a podcast. You are the two-time defending NBA 
Finals MVP. You are the second best player in the game behind LeBron James. You have achieved at a level that nobody else outside of LeBron can even think about how they're achieving because that's how good you are right now. And still, every time someone says something, when you, what was it? What game was it this year where someone said, "Ah, KD, Oklahoma City, cheese butt." He wanted to go fight somebody. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't sit here and tell me you're trying to strip me of my credibility when you're the one who has burner accounts on Twitter to defend yourself against people that are criticizing you. And not NBA players. You know, guys who are, who are that, oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, I hate KD on Twitter. Kevin Durant, pick your battles. Everyone you don't need to come out and swing at. This is something you should have just let go. This is not an us thing. This is a you thing. You can easily let this go. And then he does that whole, oh, so I'm mad because I responded. Yeah, you responded and, and, and used the F word in a tweet, which means you were upset because you don't use curses on Twitter unless you're upset about something. It's like cursing in an email or a text. You don't use that unless you're upset about something. So, yeah, you are upset. You are, don't try to play it off like you're not. You are sensitive with rabbit ears, and you need to realize that everybody is not out to get you, and you got to leave the low-hanging fruit where it is. Well, but that's a larger point. He goes to the, you know, I know y'all are trying to make me look crazy, discredit me, etc. The, you know, he takes mental health issues seriously, and that's something he's worked on behalf of and spoken about. So I think part of that is just saying, hey, don't just take me at my word, and, and when we get into these situations— and, and don't try to debase it. But you keep responding to other players, to media members, to fans in, in this type of situation after situation that just let it go. You're, you're a superstar in the league, and it just becomes easy fodder. It's an easy 800 words, an easy three-minute video, and a clip that rolls off of it each and every time. You, be above it. Move past it, you know, but when you do respond, recognize that when you're the top of the food chain, that you're the one that's going to get criticized, not the guys under you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We got a big story breaking in Major League Baseball, and this doesn't affect the team it happened to. It affects everybody looking for someone in a trade as we get close to the trade deadline. This affects the Dodgers, the Giants the Diamondbacks, everybody, because after what happened tonight, I don't think the Yankees are going to have exactly what they need to make that big trade at the deadline. Why? Because... 2-2 is inside and hit him. Judge kind of shakes his arm. Judge tosses away the elbow guard. Not very happy about getting hit. No, usually he doesn't. Usually he's very um, passive about, you know, doesn't doesn't show anything. He threw things off. Let's see where that hit. And out comes Steve Donahue. It's up and in and hit him on the, what you see, the back wrist? Yes, the back uh, wrist. It went broke. past the front arm and hit him a little under where he holds the bat. Oh, no, that's... That's all they need. Yeah, no, and... and Steve Donahue is out there. That that's a bad situation, and he's holding his hand is shaking. Of course, you get hit by a ninety whatever mile an hour fastball in your wrist, and he's trying to um, see if he's feeling the bones around the wrist. Steve this Donahue, hurts. you can see his. And Stevie goes back along with Aaron Boone, but you can see his hand is shaking. And now they're banging each other. Doctor Susan Waldman, what do we need? We got to innovate and amputate. That's what I got. Yankees Radio watch, Network on the call. Watch some ER or Grey's Anatomy well, earlier no, in the day. Is no, that what we're doing? Here? I always, no, but in it, that's all. The, it, that's the biggest thing on any medical show is always have to intubate, which is like they got to stick a needle in your heart or something like Pulp Fiction, right? 
I thought that was. I think when you have to innovate, right? That's what it is. No, That's I, all, don't, yeah. I don't think so. No, innovate is. I think it's something where you, somewhere you got to cut somebody's chest open and like cut their heart in half. No, no look that, at that. That's what, putting a tube. No, like no, into the throat. No, I would just or say in, or into your mouth so that you can sneak a tube down her throat and I'll be there in <laughs> three to four hours. Uh, no, intubate no, means... No, intubate is, a what is that? tracheal intubation. Oh. So you're trying to get the air passage. I think so that's that's wrong. when you might have to do the, no. the tracheotomy with a pen. You've seen that in movies and and, fil- and on television. Hey, you have a straw? And then and then they do that. You just put Cespedes' hooves into his wrist, <laughs> and he's good to go. <laughs> the hooves. And then he's going to take, the- what, a wheelchair around the bases? And then his wrists will go, clop, clop. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah no I, I think that's wrong I think I'm right in my medical knowledge I think you're absolutely I think wrong I, I, have to I don't think you have a clue uh, I think you're talking I, out your ass <laughs> I've seen it uh, I did stop watching ER back in the late like when it well, got as soon to as the, Clooney left no, I mean, no, 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 no I stayed on there it was yeah once he like, went gray it was no, over for no, you like when, no but then Romano got his arm chopped off and it was all about Sherry Stringfield and then Maura Tierney became a doctor and I'm like yeah you know what I'm done I was done you weren't about the promotion of Maura Tierney Every, to a doctor? No. It's That's just, a controversial she's statement. She's a nurse for 45 that years was just on the terrible. show. Now she's a, and then it was too Someone much. can't change their career? I mean, I, I thought it was a, a, a life, no, life-affirming kind changed, of moment. Jason. No, but it, was, it wasn't just that. Guy, you jumped in it cause like before I got to the point saying everything was all Luca. It was too much Goran Viznich, and, and it was too much of that. Eric Palladino. No, nobody was interesting anymore. It, the real end of ER was Anthony. Sorry, spoiler alert. Was Anthony Edwards' death episode? That was oh. incredible television. The episode when he that was absolutely amazing. But I he mean, already was gone as Goose. I he was see. already a ghost in the Revenge of the Nerds series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's here's what we're gonna do, Anthony. We're gonna kill your character, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh, no, that was that literally was the the final end of ER. When, this when is another show character. for our network. That was a fantastic. That was I really felt like I was watching somebody die when I watched. And Anthony Edwards isn't dead. He played a character who died in the show. But I say Anthony Edwards so people know who I'm talking about. So, but I, I mean, it was that good. It was just that good. But then you have to stop because you can't keep going all the way to the end. It's a lot of seasons. Nah. People got a lot of people. Juliana Margulies left and said, "No, I don't want to make twenty-two million dollars a year. Hey, wanna, she was on snakes on a plane. Things. Yeah, I want to go do snakes on a plane." Um, but this gets us all the way back to Aaron Judge. As you heard right there, that's all they need from John Sterling. It's broke. It is a broken wrist for Aaron Judge. He will not be able to swing a bat for the next three weeks. So that means likely he is going to be out closer to a month because if you can't swing a bat, that means you need rehab time. Certain injuries you can get right back and get into playing. We don't need a rehab time. But he's going to need some time to get back if he's not going to be able to swing it back because obviously it's a wrist injury. So this really has a domino effect on many things. Number one, if you're the Yankees, you are not thinking you're going to make up ground on the Red Sox in the next month with Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez both out. I mean, I, Gary Sanchez is stunk, and you know, hey, they could trade him to the Mets any day now. But you're still missing two big bats in that lineup. So now you're through the Yankees. You're saying, okay, let's hold on to the West. Make sure we hold on to the wild card here because everybody's hot in the West. The A's and the Mariners just keep one upping each other, and they're winning and they're right on our tails. So let's make sure we hold on to this. So now you're thinking about the Yankees as, all right, good luck in that one game playoff. They trade for Jay Happ today, but now that news gets trumped by the Aaron Judge news. But this gets even out to everybody else as we get close to the trade deadline because many teams 
depending on how you want to on, on how you, how well you believe they play their cards close to the vest may or may not be in the market for an elite starter and there are a grand total of two elite starters that would be available Noah Syndergaard and Jacob DeGrom now the Mets front office is an absolute mess and I don't know that they've done the research in other teams minor league systems to trade Jacob DeGrom to trade Noah Syndergaard it would take an overwhelming offer but now if you're one of those other teams, if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Diamondbacks, if you are the Cubs, who made a trade today for Cole Hamels, you've just taken the Yankees out of being a team and being the number one team that you could say, who needs a starter the most? The Yankees. I don't know if that's where they were going to go, because like I said, the Yankees play their cards close to the vest, and and the same thing uh, with the Dodgers right now. We don't know who's going to make that big move, and likely a lot of this is a smokescreen until we get down to the final days before the deadline where DeGrom or Syndergaard could move. These are the only two guys that are above the fray, because there's a lot of J-Haps out there, but there's only two DeGrom and Syndergaard because they're both really, really good, and they're both young-ish. And they're under team control for two years. So the Mets would get a lot for them. The Yankees would be the team. And whether they were in for a pitcher or not, they're now out of the equation. Because they're not going to have the depth to be able to trade for one of those starters. Because it would have to be a four or five for one type deal. And the Yankees would have to give both from their major league team and their guys from the minors who are just about ready to come up. So if you're thinking a trade for DeGrom right now, it would be – it's not going to be Glaber Torres. We've talked about that. He, he, he's an all-star. They're not going to trade him. As Brian Cashman said, I have to live and walk around New York. I'm not going to trade him. But Miguel Andujar certainly is a guy right there that they would want. Clint Frazier's a guy that they would want. Justice Sheffield's a younger pitcher who projects great. He'd be a guy they would want. But there's other guys who are major league ready or close to being major league ready that other teams like the Mets or whoever would want for these pitchers. The Yankees can't do that trade now. Because they're going to need guys to come up and play and fill positions. Now, Judge is out, so now you're going to need somebody for at least a month there. Gary Sanchez, all right, you're going to play Austin Romine, but now you have a, a mix of DH and where people are going to go around. You don't have that depth anymore. You start trading guys away who are you know contributors now and just about to contribute, you, you, you may wind up sinking the ship before the season even gets to September. So this takes the Yankees out. So now if you're, if you're one of those other teams, you're thinking, okay, Decks are cleared. Now, this is open for us. If we want to make a move, we don't have to fight the Yankees. We can go do this ourselves and get it done. Start getting the more middling prospects. Uh, the Mets pitchers that you have discussed ad nauseum, because other than Sam Darnold not showing up for camp, that's the other thing that keeps you up at night, uh, is that you wouldn't have Syndergaard or DeGrom to call your own anymore. And I, I don't know how you'll handle that. We'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, but you may see Zach Wheeler. He's a guy that's been rumored as uh, in the mix for many teams. Marcus Stroman. You've got some middling starting pitching out there. There's not the elite names, but you do take one of the contenders out. So, in theory, the asking price can come down. But we're, what are we seeing? A, a lot of back, back top 10 prospects, guys in the teens and early 20s, are the ones being exchanged for names like Cole Hamels. There's just not that, that same push when you're looking at a guy at a 470 ERA and longer in the tooth, as it were. And and when we're looking at the trade market overall for the Yankees, it's interesting just from you already – we went and got Britain. You, you pulled the trigger early on that. You go and you get Hap this morning. So you, you seemingly done all you can do without having to go into those prize prospects. And you talk about depth and you're talking about the – 
the lineup and needing to shuffle and adjust uh, as it were that I don't know that you have enough on your offense losing Judge, that that he's replaceable with the mm-hmm. parts that you have in-house. So not only is your attention away from starting pitching, now you're looking at, okay, what do we have asset-wise in the minor leagues that we can go get another hitter? Because you also lost your Machado sweepstakes because that was one of the other things that Cashman and company were working hard towards potentially doing. Now everybody's making the assumption that eventually he walks through that door in 2019, but that doesn't help you for the final three months of this campaign uh, as you roll forward. For the Dodgers, you know they, they made their big piece and big splash offensively, but still wondering where that extra bullpen arm is going to be or a guy that can maybe eat some innings at the back end of the rotation. James Shields, as bad as he's been at times, is he a guy that's worth taking a look-see because he can get you to the sixth or seventh inning most games that he goes out to toss. So it, it changes the market to some degree, uh, and certainly the asking price, it won't be as dramatic. We'll see some names move, but it's not going to be the, oh my gosh, look at these draft you know the, these draft prospects moving along or these big names that are going to dominate the the headlines. No, we're going to be talking about the Browns RV far more than any trade. See, I, see, I and, and the thing is, I wonder if now teams would jump back into this. They thought, okay, you know what, the bidding process is going to be too tough. A team like the Brewers, let's say, who you know what? No, the Yankees have look. Teams want the Yankee prospects more than ours. Teams want the Dodgers prospects more than ours. Teams want those those big market teams that have great farm systems. They want their they value their prospects more than Milwaukee or Philadelphia because look, let's face it, the Yankees and Dodgers have done nothing but churn out prospects for the last twenty five years that have been great in the majors. But I wonder if now this like okay, now the Yankees are out. So not just the Dodgers. Maybe they look at the Dodgers and the Cubs. Well, the Cubs just made that move for Hamels, so they might be out of the mix. For DeGrom or Syndergaard, now it's just the Dodgers. Wait, we can get involved now. So Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Atlanta, whoever it is, all jumps in and says, you know what, now we have the confidence we can go get one of these guys. Now the Dodgers are now fighting off you know, teams like like that and to try to get a big starting pitch. Yeah, I just don't see those two guys getting mm. moved. As crazy well, as it is you with know your me. three I am, GM I am the world. fourth Mets GM. Yeah. I can make a phone call. I, I appreciate that you have that kind of clout. Uh, clout doesn't exist anymore, but the... <laughs> The website, that is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. A LeBron James conversation unlike one we've ever had. This is not about LeBron James and the Lakers. It's not about LeBron James and the Cavs. It's about LeBron James, the dad. This has nothing to do with LeVar Ball. This is LeBron James, the dad. As you've seen the past few days, his... Son Bronny, 14-year-old, LeBron James Jr., uh, has been playing in a lot of big-time AAU games. One game had to be stopped because LeBron was being heckled in the crowd, so they had to get rid of the one guy. There was video of that floating around today. So now LeBron James's son is starting to gain attention as a big-time prospect. They're going to take a visit to Duke at some point, even though he's only 14. Well, they had a game canceled because of security yeah. concerns that there wasn't enough there. So... Certainly uh, becoming a much bigger deal uh, in the, well, the second coming of LeBron. But LeBron's got a new show called The Shop, not The Ship. The Shop, the one that was stolen from take him, right? The ship? This is the one that was stolen. Nick Saban, oh, are, he a, are they going to yeah. fight? They, oh, that'd be awesome. Nick Saban and LeBron James in a fight? That'd be pretty cool. Nick Could it Saban, be like a rap battle? Nick like Saban it's out of, would straight take, out of Hamilton? No, no, no. It wouldn't be because Nick Saban would take the bottle of Coke that's always in front of him, product placement, and he would just Good hit LeBron job. over the head with it. 
That would be interesting. Um, and then LeBron comes back with a Sprite. <laughs> That'd be pre- the biggest bottle of Sprite And then we ever. just start going endorsement after like endorsement, that. beating each other over the head. And then Nick Saban says, all right, guys, Tua, Jalen, whoever beats up LeBron gets to be my quarterback this year. <laughs> There you go. How about that? We're a small operation that, huh? with room for rapid expansion. Smithers <laughs> released the quarterbacks. Uh, but LeBron James has the debut episode of The Shop later on in August on HBO. How about that? And today, a trailer was released for what you're going to see about LeBron on the show. And one thing he said is that, I really wish I didn't name my son after myself. What do you say to your kid, though, like living up to you being their dad? And they're playing the same sport that you played better than anyone else in the world has ever played it. How do you give them a peace of mind that they don't have to be you? I still regret giving my 14-year-old my name because of that. When I was younger, obviously, we, I ha- didn't have a dad. So my whole thing was like, whenever I have a kid, not only is he going to be a junior, I'm going to do everything that this man didn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going to experience things that I didn't experience. Only thing I can do is give them the blueprint, and it's up to them to take their own course whenever that time happens. So there's LeBron saying, I regret giving my 14-year-old my name. And that's, that's a very interesting look back for LeBron James as something. I would have done that over again. Because, look, in my family, there was a couple of juniors. I mean, I, I was oh, never. They were all over. They, the they place were all over. Mind, sure. And there is not one person in my family that wouldn't trade to get a new name, to not be junior, to not be living in their dad. Because even if you're not LeBron James, you're still living in your dad's shadow. For instance, this is a great story. He's not listening, so I could tell it. My uncle Jimmy. He's my fun uncle, right? Jimmy, fireman in New York, retired battalion chief, great guy. Love my uncle. Love my uncle. His son was James Junior. Mm-hmm. So. We called him, there was Big Jimmy. Big Jimmy and Little Jimmy. And Little Jimmy. And the thing is, Little Jimmy is 37 years old now. Yeah, until Big Jimmy's gone. (laughs) He's still Little Jimmy. I mean, he's 37 years old and he's Little Jimmy. I was still, hey, Little Jimmy. I want to be go go by Jim. (laughs) What's up? He tried to do that, but nobody does it. I want to be Jim. And my grandmother, when she was alive, would say, we should call him Young Jim. No, no, Little Jimmy. Because he was Little Jimmy when he was two. They would ask him what his name is. What's your name? Little Jimmy. Like we, like that was his name. Anybody, it doesn't matter if your dad's a basketball star. It doesn't matter if he works in a bank. Whatever it is, you are always going to be in the shadow because you have your dad's name. And that's a really difficult thing. And like I said, nobody I know that wouldn't make that show. It's he funny. would love to be, you know, Victor, you know, or, you know, Billy. Or or something else, Knucklehead Billy, Knucklehead <laughs> Billy, jumping Knucklehead Billy instead of Little Jimmy. Yeah, but that was said, all over in my family. There's second, he's third. My older brother is the fourth. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not. Well, wow. I mean, I, I mean, that's and like, it just keeps going. It's like, like growing so, up with George Foreman. So I, so I ended up having two two daughters. But like that was always the question. Like, is it going to be another? Mike? Like, no, no. Well, especially with a daughter, that'd be tough. No, but it, but if we'd had a son, yeah. would you have named him? Mike? It was like it was never a consideration. Maximus. Maximus, that's a good one. Well, if we'd had twins, Maximus and Minimus, and see how it worked. Oh, that would not do well for I would not be happy to be Minimus. Sociological experiment. <laughs> what is this, gladiator? <laughs> Maximus Aurelius. Yes. Of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions. Loyal 
servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Jason, <laughs> are you not entertained? Why do you keep saying that, Dad? Stop. I thought they only called your uncle you Little Jimmy in the wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, there's Big Jimmy and Little Jimmy. And it, it, look, it may, like I said, there's at least three or four. And that's a tough thing because, especially, I can't imagine growing up being Bronny, being LeBron James. Jr. Well, you're not I mean, even being really. called LeBron. You're no. Bronny. You're Bronny. Your dad's, dude, his dad's LeBron. It's tough enough. But that's not, you know, that that's one of those things where I always say my job would be a job outside of this is to okay names for people to name. Oh, their now kids. you're now that's another job. And I would have said, in. I would have said, you know what, LeBron? No, you want to think this again? I think and you, you have to do fight JT else. for that, though. Nah. I think he's already put claim on that. <laughs> Alvin Hoobalhoff. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.